Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good afternoon all. Just go on midday on Tuesday the 28th of February. Could be a grandstand day for New Zealand cricket, couldn't it? Uh, England currently 120 for five. They're needing another 138. I would say either side could win. Can't see it being a draw. Uh, 138 more runs with what is their two and a half sessions remaining. Uh, Joe Root's on 41. And Stokes is on about six, something like that. I'll keep you up to date uh, with any happenings. Um, Lots of updates coming out of that. Afternoons with Staffy is brought to you with our friends at Gull. Gull Gull.nz. Economical fuel, fuel emission all year round. Great to have them on board with us each and every day. Coming up today, uh, just before one today, uh, we're going to go down live to the basin as we have for days one, three, and five. Uh, one, four, and five. Uh, Daniel McCarty live from the basin on reviewing this first session. Um, as I say, one twenty for five. Good session so far for New Zealand. Long may that continue. Um, also going to catch up just after one with John Adsid, former All-Whites coach. He led the All-Whites in that 1982 World Cup campaign and the very sad passing of Grant Turner today. And who can forget who was around at that time, that amazing header he got against Australia. And I remember as a kid, he was more like a rugby player playing soccer to me. He was just so combative. But John Edsed will know him as well as anyone, so very grateful that he's agreed to come and chat to us just after one o'clock. Then just after two, we're going across to the UK. Sam Roberts, he's a UK rugby commentator, talking through the Six Nations, um, the improvement, I guess you could say, of Italy and Scotland. That's pretty undeniable. Uh, Wales battling, 0 from 3. And the continuing great performances by Ireland and France, who are going to be hosting the World Cup. And I just want to ask him about the the landscape of rugby in the Northern Hemisphere with that revelation the other night um, when Brad Weber said we're basically copying the North. And uh, does he see any evidence of that? And I might just ask him about the how much of this coaching merry-go-round that's going on with the All Blacks is leaking through to the Northern Hemisphere and an impartial uh, view on what he thinks is going on there. Jimmy O'Malley is the head greenkeeper at Millbrook Resort. Of course, the New Zealand Open is this week. Um, how does he prepare the course? What's hard? What's easy? What's changed? All that sort of stuff. Um, the head grid keeper of Millbrook will be just after three. And of course, Jimmy Smith, um, across the ditch we go every Tuesday and Friday with Jimmy. That'll be at about quarter to four. And interspersed with all of that, we find out what's making news. We have a brand new vault today because... Brand new today? Yeah, because Mark from Invercargill got it yesterday, didn't he? He got the 200 So a $100 one is up for grabs. Seven questions, so get yourself involved in that at about $245. Uh, gosh, what else? Back in the day. And Draft Day Tuesday is we are building the ultimate rugby player. Myself, Sammy, and Manaya. Draft Day Tuesday is a bit of fun, so that'll be about quarter past 20 past two. 
But we're going to have a bit of fun with Midday Madness. We, we generally chuck a fun one in um, for Midday Madness. And it's just changing one rule in any sport. What would you introduce? Just one rule. We've seen the new rules that have come in, or guidelines. Are they rules? No, they are rules. Rules slash guidelines uh, for Super Rugby. And by and large, I think they've been pretty well received. But I'm going to encourage you to get funky. Come up with a funky rule change in any sport, in any sport, um, whether it's around scoring points, penalising players, and just bringing a little bit more, um, a little bit more interest. Because so many sports have remained unchanged for so so long, and we've seen you know, Martin Crow changed cricket. Uh, he changed a myriad of uh, a myriad of rules with cricket max, didn't he? So we're just going to say pick one. Um, We've probably got the best guy in the producer's booth to play this game in Manaya because he thinks on a different level to most of us, on a different plane. Um, he's just got some pretty weird ideas and <laughs> discussions, but they are very humorous. And some of them are doable. And I've had one I've wanted for a long, long time, which I will share with you soon. So if you can change one thing, something like a four-point line in basketball, which is even further out. Steph Curry would just eat that for lunch. Um, things like that, um, extra cards being involved in any sport, um, extra points for doing something special in any sport. So have a think about that. Someone texts that through to us on Friday, and I loved it. And we and so we've been thinking about it and asked you to think about it on Friday. So if you were listening on Friday, I hope you have thought about it. So Midday Madness, let's change one rule in any sport to make it more appealing more interesting, get some new followers, some new supporters, and just just some of these some of these sports haven't changed for years. So can we make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more engaging, a little bit more interesting? That's midday madness today. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Keen to hear your rule changes. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto, so I'm, I'm going to tell Manai to keep his mic on permanently because mm-hmm. he, I think you're going to be judge, jury and selector of these because yep. um, you do know how to think out left field. I'm going to chuck mine at you for a start. Brilliant. Yep. And um, I would like to see um, in rugby you have the in goal split into thirds. So let's, for example, just for ease, I know it's not 60 metres wide, but just, just entertain me there, it's 50, yep. but let's say it's 60 metres wide, you you have three 20 metre segments through the end goal, um, and if you score a try in the middle, in the middle segment, no conversion, it's a seven point try. And then in the outer ones, um, if you get the conversion, it's two points. And then on the very outside, you have a one-meter line, and if you get that conversion, it's three points for the conversion. And that will be, if you need eight points to win the game and you've got a try under the post, you might run out to the sideline because you need the three points to get uh, the win. You see where I'm going? I'm with you. Mm. I like it. Um, so what, that rewards going up the guts rather than spinning it wide? No. Yes, what, because well, it does because if you if, if the clock's against you, there's no conversion. You score under the post, seven point try back to halfway. But if you need the extra points, you run out wide. So you'll be seeing players diving like they're on the um, outline when they're actually in the middle of the park. <laughs> yeah, 
to try and get that to try and get it inside the automatic conversion territory. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the text that came through. Take charges from basketball. Oh, take out charges. That would be brilliant. <laughs> so then you just have to play defense. You can't just park yourself in the lane and pray that somebody it runs into you. Yeah. Um, so last year when they were talking about how they're going to fix yellow cards, red cards, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, they brought in that 20-minute rule so that the, the, the fans don't get penalised by mm. a, their, one of their players getting kicked out. So I came up with an idea. Uh, this is for non-violent red cards. Okay. So not for head highs, but for cynical play and things like that. If you punch someone, that's still a red card. But for anything less than something out-and-out out violent, the Donald Duck card. <laughs> so... You get to continue playing, or you have to go off for 20 minutes. When you come back on, you've got to take your shorts off, oh. and you have to play the rest of the card like Donald Duck for the, for the rest of the game. Because <laughs> I think then that way your team's not completely disadvantaged, but you can't tell me that someone's going to have a blinder while they're Donald Ducking it out on the field. So you play the second half in your jocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to get carded. I don't want to be playing again. That's what I mean. We, need a, we need a proper deterrent. It's uh, not financial. These guys make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Donald it's, Ducking. It's humiliation. Mm. Um, this one is a little bit more straightforward. I think that players in most sports, this would apply to Super Rugby, I think, uh, should be able to pick their opponents. So the highest seed, say you're the one seed mm. in, the, in Super Rugby, first round of the playoffs, you get to pick your who you're going to play against. So, so someone might have qualified lower, but you might want, say you're the Crusaders, you just want to play a grudge match against the Highlanders, so you pick them. Okay. So whoever is the reigning champion picks their first opponent. It goes off seeding. Oh, okay. So first seed gets to pick their first round opponent, second seed, and on. Oh, it would give us something to talk about every week, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. So you do it every week? No, 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 no. For the playoffs. Oh, for the playoffs. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top seed gets to pick their matchup, rather than just one place six or however it works at the moment. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and that's more fan engagement and... and, and um and just trying to make my own job as a producer easier as well. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. All right, 0800 150 Keen on your rule changes. Ed, kia ora, Ed. Hey, kia ora, Seth. Oh, hey, um, let's see what I did. You know, I like your one with the three segments. Well, back in our day in school, you had to score the try in between the posts. You had to. You had to. That's the only way you could score a try. Say, the whole team would just wait for you. Underneath the post. Well, most of them. <laughs> so we'd run up and down the field, and then we'd get to the post, and then you'd have to go smash your way through whoever's standing in your way. Oh, so really? That's how we grew up playing in um, intermediate school. Oh, nice. So it's actually te- <laughs> teaches you to run it straight. Well, run it straight, put your head down, try and get between these guys' legs, or bowl someone over. Oh, it was all on, man. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Oh, that's that's an interesting good. take. Good on you, Ed. Nice, buddy. Yep. Um, next, no, no name. Uh, welcome in. Who am I talking to? Uh, yeah, you're talking to Grant. G'day, Grant. There you go. Good. Um, now, just, yeah, the, uh, in the rugby, the one that really bugs me, because um, I'm more of a league supporter, but the rugby rule where when they kick it into the 22 and the, and the player makes a mark, and then all the players have to come back behind him, and then he kicks it out mm. instead of catching it and making the the game flow on. It sort of stops it. It stops the whole game. So you think it sh- if you mark it, you should be able to just tap and go straight away? No, or? no, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't have a mark at all. Oh, get rid you of the mark. Like, you get rid of the mark altogether. 
yeah. and just speed up the game. I guess the difference in, in league is that uh, they do have that rule, but it's only in the end goal, and that's to stop people from just that's being right. able to chip it willy-nilly. So I, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Would you keep it in the yeah, end no, goal, though? Uh, pro- yeah, probably would, yeah. yeah. But um, but as I say, they, just with, they take the easy option and t- taking the mark, and then the whole play just stops, and it's everyone has to come back behind him, and then, he's got to, then he kicks it out invariably. Because back in the day, both feet had to be on the ground to call a mark. Now you can call it aerially. Yeah, you just, you just call it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, get rid yeah. of the mark. I don't mind that. 100%. Good on you, buddy. Right. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Um, got some uh, got some good ones coming through on the text machine. Double eight, double three. If you can't get to the phone, happy to take your text messages. Thanks to Temper and Bed Post. Double eight, double three. I'll take the charges out. Got that one. If you lie on the ground for more than twenty seconds in soccer, you have to go off for ten minutes without a replacement. Pete, you're singing my song, Pete. You're singing my song. I love that one, especially for player safety, you know. They, some of those guys look like they're in a lot of pain when they go down. Mm. And if we're going to look after those players' well-being, they need to go off for a full 10 minutes. Mm. It's the classic cry wolf, isn't it? Like, if you're remonstrating on the ground like I'm five seconds away from needing my leg to be amputated <laughs> uh, and then you're up and you're sprinting after it, I, don't, I just don't like that mm. at all, at all. So I, I don't mind that one, Pete. Thank you for that one. Um, <laughs> it's a contentious one, Brendan. <laughs> Crusaders and Blues can only select players, select players from their region. Oh, oh, there's been a big poaching theme this week on the station. There sure has. Uh, we go over to Aussie, talk to Darren. G'day, Darren. I'm sure you're an intelligent sportsman. I'm keen to hear yours. Hey, Steffi, how are you? Good, Darren. Um, what I'd do is if you were playing tennis and you serve a let... It's play on. Mm. Play on. So there's no such thing as a lap. It's just pack your ducks and go for it. <laughs> Try yeah, to get he, that ball that drops over the net. That's true. That's true. I'm just wondering, is the let for the server or the receiver? Who, 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 it's, who? For the, it's for the server. It's for the Unless it smacks the tape hard and just drops over. Just drops over. Yeah. Then he probably wouldn't want it back, but he does get it back. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that either. Just just play on. The goal is to get it into the serving box. If it gets there by hitting the tape or not, play on. Well, imagine if you're playing against Nadal and you start hitting a few lets. He's never going to get them because he's six metres behind the baseline. So that'll factor in. He's got to come in closer. So it'll sort of change up the game. Could you play right. for a let? Could you play? Could you aim it? Oh, Are they that good? My. My mate's wife, I kid you not, we have we, we laugh when we have a head up about how many net cords she hits. It's uncanny. Really? Like it's, her margin for error is so low. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe she's the next day's yeah. party. Maybe we've found her. Oh, she was pretty good in a day. She's in her mid-50s now. and She actually just went over to New Zealand two weeks ago for a Masters tournament and won it. <laughs> <laughs> let cords <Sorry>. delight. <laughs> I would say so, yes. yes. <laughs> Good stuff. Let play on. I don't mind it. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, mate. Cheers, yeah, buddy. Uh, Darren out of Aussie. Good idea. Let play on. Removing rules. I quite like that. There is there is an appetite to remove rules, but can you add anything that will enhance or delete something that will enhance the sport that you watch? 0800 150 11. We will take a break. Keen to hear your thoughts on any... They can be as funky as you want, Um, as funky as you want. Rule changes, 
in sports that you think will enhance the product. 0800 150 811. We'll take your calls after a break. Uh, in response to the ones uh, that someone texted in saying uh, the Crusaders and the Blues have to pick from their own regions, uh, Kenneth said, oh, I dragged it across now, I can't find it. There it is. Staffy, bring back rucking. And picking players from your own region, the Crusaders wouldn't be able to field a team. Cheers, Ken. <laughs> uh, we go to the lines uh, 0800 Pick a rule change. Any sport that would make it better. We go to Brisbane. Talk to Brent. G'day, Brent. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Good, thanks, Brent. couple of things. Um, uh, the, two, the, the two worst ones we know in rugby union, right, we know, right, is the deliberate knockdown... Yellow card is just the worst rule ever. Mm. In my opinion, you should be able to stop a try from being scored as long as it's not involving foul play. But like this 10-minute yellow card thing for that is ridiculous. Do you agree? Yes, I do, actually, because <laughs> some of them are honest attempts. And when they say, was he trying to catch, or was his hand up or hand down, um, in, the, in the spirit of the moment, you're just trying to stop the ball, get to the unmarked winger, aren't you? And I don't think it's yellow cardable yeah. myself. Um, everyone uh, can have their own. The other, yeah, yeah, and the other one is the rolling mall. Like oh. you've got to be able to stop that rolling mall. Like, like if you can stop it and bring it down, and care as long as it's not foul play, that that needs to stop, right? So, um, but I have a question for you. I like you were referring to. Well, I was listening this week to Billy McLaren. You must like him as a commentator. Yes. To who? Sorry. You know Bill McLaren, the yes. Scottish commentator. Yes. All right, but I, I was searching YouTube the other day, doing a bit of you know, I like doing a bit of rugby research, right? Mm. And there's a thing called it's worth it's worth watching. Um, Bill McLaren's Flower of Scotland, right? It talks about his rugby. Is he played a bit, but not not to a high standard. But when he you know first got and fell in love with commentating, you know. And um, have you ever heard of Jack Manchester? I haven't. Okay, let's see. I've been following rugby for years, and I follow the history of it all, and I come up, uh, he referred to him in this um, documentary, right? He said he was 12 years old, and he was at his local ground in Hoyk, that's where he's from in Scotland, mm-hmm. in Hoyk, and he goes, you never forget the first time when the All Blacks, when he saw the All Blacks play, right, at Hoyk, and he said, Jack Manchester, right, he was the All Black captain, he was a huge man in his day, Right, he had hands the size of dinner plates, and he walked out on the walk. The All Blacks out in the field with the ball in one hand. He was like, <laughs> I think back then it was 1935, so he was six foot one and 90 kilos, which is quite big back then, right? Yep. But then I, I didn't, I never really heard of him, so I looked him up. So he, he played for the All Blacks from 1932 to 1936, 36 matches, 20 as captain. So a lot of those games were like tour matches and nine tests. But you never really hear of him as an as all-black captain. I mean, he captained them 20 times. But, um, yeah, it's worthwhile watching um, Bill McLaren, the Flower of Scotland. Yeah, I will do that because I love the rugby history and learning stuff. So I thank you for pointing to me towards that. I will have a look at it tonight. Yeah, Jack's from Waimati too. Oh. And um, I, think he called, I think he was born John, but he got called... He, it, it, when you look it up, it, it, it says Jack, but John must have been his real name. But yeah, I'll get a little bit of history. We hear all the great All Black captains of the bar, and then we don't hear about Jack Manchester, and he's from Waimati, Canterbury. Beauty. Go on, go on. Well, there we go. Yeah. Wonder if my, right. good, good on you, buddy. Cheers, mate. Um, wonder if my nice heard of Jack Manchester being from Waimati. Uh, the rugby park's named after 
someone Manchester. So that's probably him. I presume Jack Manchester. Mm. Sorry, yeah. I missed that. I was on, on the horn. What was... Uh, Oh, he was just saying that uh, Bill McLaren mentioned Jack Manchester, and um, so he found a bit about him. And I found um, played club rugby for Christchurch and represented Canterbury at provincial level. Uh, born in Waimati, was an All Black from thirty-two to thirty-six. Played thirty-six matches, twenty as captain for the All Blacks, including nine internationals. Yeah, rugby park still named after him down there. There we go. There we go. Go back to the line. Uh, we talked to Justin out of mid Canterbury. Uh, Justin, <coughs> g'day. Nah, I'm in Westport today, Staffy. Um, All right. <laughs> I, um, I've got a couple golf um, golf ones um, applicable to me, especially. Um, every putt under two feet has to be a gimme. Yep. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you hit it out of bounds and you reckon you can have a crack, take a one-shot penalty and, and have a crack instead of having to go back and hit it off the tee again if you, you know. So, uh just, just many just, a time I've been, just, yeah, just hit it. Like many a time I've been in a panic, and I thought, "Geez, I'd love to have a crack from here." <laughs> <laughs> hit it out of someone's backyard along the, uh, the uh, along the eleventh hole at Parapara Umu. Um, just hit it out of the yard next to their trampoline. Keep going. Yeah, well, yeah, just take it. Give yourself a one-shot penalty and. Uh, Keep on trucking, mate. Just got to keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Justin. I like it. Nice work. <laughs> Good, mate. Cheers, Cheers, buddy. Uh, do join in. 0800 We'll take a quick break for the news. We'll come back with Graham. He's a great man, a tunny farm man. He'll have some good ideas, but you, I want yours as well. A rule change in the sport you love to make it better. News with Johnny Mac. We'll come back with Graham and anyone else that wants to give us a yell. Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Yeah. Mark's just texting saying he's heading to the golf course and he's going to try out those new golf rules. Hitting from out of bounds, no shot penalty. Let us know how you get on, Mark. Uh, back to the phones. G'day, Graham. Hey, Steph, can you hear me all right, mate? Got you good, Graham. Cool. Um, oh, yeah, I couldn't call yesterday, mate. A bit busy, but yeah, well done to the Chiefs. Yes. Yeah, blew, blew us away. Um, and that would be one of my first rules, was not to let Sam on on the radio after a Chiefs winner. That was bloody painful listening to the bloody tractor, mate. I was driving and I was thinking, I really want to stop this and have a wee yarn with Sam. But, um, yeah, all, all power to him, and I'll get him a box of beers whenever I can. But, yeah, we made a donation to a couple of charities, so that'll that'll suffice for now. Yep. Um, uh, and the football one, I'd red card them. That does my head in when they roll around on the ground. They haven't even been touched. That's just... And the bigger the game, the, the worse it gets. Yeah. Um, and it spoils the... You know, it spoils the quality of the players. You know, the, it, 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 you watch good football players, it's good to watch. When they start doing that, you think, why am I watching this $100 million player? You know, he hasn't been... T- like, yeah, this just does my head in. Yeah. And the other one I'd look at... Ethan Black on Friday, he he ducked, he crouched down to make the tackle, and the attacking player who had the pull went went down after him. Mm-hmm. You know, lowered his body after, so he effectively ran into Ethan's shoulder. But Ethan got yellow carded. It happened that quickly that Ethan got yellow carded. Like it's, sometimes you got to take responsibility for your own actions. Mm. Like even though it was head on, even though it was head on, whatever it was, you know, like a shoulder on head, 
and it was Ethan's shoulder on his head. The attacking player actually ran into him, not the other way around, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so I've all, I've always worried about that, that if you're an attacker and you're, you're prepared to put your body on the line, you just run with your head into some part of them and they're going to get penalised. And, and I'm worried that that's what it might come to. Yeah, 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 I take that point. But like how he, Ethan was as low as he could go at that time. And then the other, you know, the attacking player sort of lowered, sort of lowered into it. And he's like, what do you do, man? Like, mm. The only way they can do it is to go back how we were taught. That was, and, and you can only t- tackle cheek to cheek. That's yep. how we were taught when we were five. Yep, and, that, and then you get it, and then, then that's problem solved, eh? Yep. There's no more heads on shoulders and, you know, that type of thing. You might get a few more heads on knees type of thing or hips. But, um, yeah, well, we all survived. And it's, yep. It just seems a bit of a grey area, that's all. Yeah, it is. It you is. know, that's me, mate. I've got to keep moving. Top man, Graham. And, um, yeah, Make sure you ban Sam from now on, mate. <laughs> ban Sam after Chiefs wins. See you, mate. I'm scared I'll be banning Sam on 90% of the Mondays if, uh, if he's yeah, not able to talk after Chiefs. Yeah, look, he's on the bandwagon, Steph. Oh, Let's go. Never got off. Um, I appreciate point. good footy. I mean, Chiefs play good <laughs> oh, footy. Yeah. Uh, Barry and Palmy. G'day, Barry. Hey, afternoon, Steph. Hey, Barry. Um, I, I, I'm on standby for to caddy for Scott Hinn. Oh, nice. But uh, but that's not what I'm ringing about. Um, change of rules. What, what, what abuses me is you wake up to a cricket score and, and they'll say, for example, England won by five wickets, okay? Yeah. And you go, oh, they won easy. And then, actually, if you go in and have a look at the game, they hit two sixes off the last two balls to win by one. Yeah. Right? So, so like, they were, like, real lucky to win. But five wickets, you know, I think there, there must be a better way than explaining how they won. Yeah. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. Because you can see, you can, you might say five wicket victory and say, oh, geez, that's a hiding. But it's not at all. Yeah. No. No, that's what I'll tell you. Like, you, you hear they won by five wickets, for example, and then, actually, if you, 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 you know, you go and have a look and you find out that they hit two sixes off the last two balls to win by one, and it's like, hell, that went to the wire, didn't it? You know? Mm. But they won by five wickets. So I just think it's, it's that needs changing. That That's talking about the rules, that's yeah. all. No, that's good. That's good, Barry. Appreciate it. Good luck if you get on the bag with Scott Hend. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you what, if, if I don't, uh, he's still worth a dollar, but if I get on the bag, he's worth five dollars. <laughs> you know the three rules of caddying, don't you? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Turn up, keep up, and shut up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good man, Barry. Love you, Enjoy your week, mate. Great stuff. Uh, we go down to Dunedin, talk to James. G'day, James. Staffy, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, James. Good, good. Um, no, I'm not ringing in to pitch any rule changes, but I thought um, I'm actually a, I'm a lifelong um, uh, rugby head, as a lot of us are. I've played the game for 35 years. Um, but in the last couple of years, I've really started getting into my um, EPL. And uh, so I'm calling in defence of football, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, 
I am a, I'm a gooner. Um, I'm actually North London born. My birth certificate shows uh, my place of birth is the uh, borough of Is- Islington. Um, spent six years living not far from the old Highbury. So nice. got um, some, some, uh, some genuine um, uh, credentials to support the gunners, not just because they're the top team and I'm, one of, I'm, a, I'm a bandwagoner by any stretch. <laughs> um, but the point of my call, as I said, um, um, a lot of, there are people who are renowned for the, the Hollywoods, you know, the Neymars and the Jack Grealishes and uh, stuff like that. But I was having this conversation with a son just the other day, and the difference between rugby and football is in rugby, you brace yourself for the contact. So whether you're the ball carrier or you're the tackler, you're, you're, um, you, know, you are prepared for that uh, very physical encounter. Whereas a lot of, uh, you know, when you really look at a game of football closely, Guys are running around. It is. It's technically meant to be a non-contact sport, a bit like basketball. So you're not really expecting to suddenly get an elbow in the head when you're going up to contest a ball um, in the midfield, um, that sort of thing, or um, some dude just square uh, pushes you in the back and you and you go hurtling over and you get winded and stuff like that. You follow what I'm saying? I do. Um, uh, so, uh, and you know, and, and some of those studs up, um, some of those studs up tackle have got to hurt like the Jesus when uh, they're coming in on your shins and, your, and around your ankles and your feet and all the rest of it. So, um, uh, as I say, and, 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 and I actually, uh, you know, I've really been thinking a lot about the ETL. I mean, I reckon some of those guys, uh, there's some tough guys playing um, uh, Premier and Championship level football. I mean, you know, I, they're physical held, um, well-conditioned, you know, if if you if your average Joe Blow who wants to just um constantly berate them for being a bunch of sooks was to run around in a game of football, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to hear their feedback at the end of the game. To be quite honest, <laughs> I'm just wondering did did Vinnie Jones or Roy Keane did they just used to roll around the ground trying to win a win a penalty? Well, they didn't, but probably um, 99% of the people who were on the uh, receiving end of their uh, um, their physicality did, that's for sure. Um, you know, um, but it's a, I mean, it's a physical game. Um, make, no, make no bones about it. And, and as I say, there are some who milk that and they, uh, you know, they're aware that, it's, that um, they might benefit from a, a bit of Hollywood, mm. and those players are generally pretty well known. Yes. Um, but for the most part, um, I mean, you look at uh, my Arsenal, um, Bukayo Saka, he's, he is the closest marked man in football these days because people know how dangerous he is. He's, he's constantly on the ground, legitimately, because <laughs> people are just working him over mm. for the full 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, and this is coming from a rugby man who now loves his EPL. Good man. Good man. You can love yeah. both. Good on you, James. Good to yes, hear from indeed. you, buddy. All right, Mark. Cheers, Cheers. mate. Bye-bye. Uh, James from Dunedin there. I had someone say to me last week, uh, rugby, it's a game where people get injured but pretend they're not. Football, a game where people don't get injured but pretend they are, <laughs> which is an interesting statement. We'll take a break. and We're going to go live to the Basin Reserve right after this break and talk to Daniel McCarty.